Hey guys, Deadpool here. Just wanted to tell you about a little event that's happening on March 23rd. Fun for Funs, it's a Journey into Comics Network event. Featuring live podcasts from Bruce with Dudes, Podcastrophy, Dungeons with Dudes, and Journey into Comics. As well as performances by band number one, Boner Jovi. Ooh, that sounds fun. Walk Among Us, Yesterday's Chips. Also featuring live stand-up by comedian Patrick Murray. He's so much fun. Presented by Journey into Comics Network and the Doom Room. North and Pub, Lafayette, Indiana. Doors for three. Podcasts at four with bands at 730. $10. It's 21 and up. Don't try to sneak in, you silly kids. Following, following. following. Is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Hey yo, hi yo. This is Nick Maxson from Brews with Dudes, and you are about to embark on the Journey into Comics Best of the Week show, featuring highlights from all episodes on the network this week. So go ahead and sit back, crack open a tasty brew, and enjoy. And here we. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey Into Comics. I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if you have Hulu. There's a show on Hulu I watch. I've probably talked about it like maybe two or three times on here called Pharmacopia. And it's with uh, this. It's in my watch list. I just haven't watched it yet. Okay, so there's the guy Hamilton, and, and he's this like nerdy Jewish dude. And he goes to South Africa, and he is literally in the this fucking back alley while this dude is making backwater mandrakes which is this crazy mm-hmm. like high quality drug that they peddle in South Africa and he's like with some like legit black market motherfuckers just filming talking about it learning about the trade like super interested another episode he's in like the literally there's a place that he takes you to in one of those episodes where it's an island of mushrooms that look like the mushrooms from fucking Mario Wow. Everything looks like the big Mario, like like Toad's. Like Toad's head is fucking everywhere. It's crazy. But that show is really another one of those eye-openers. Hamilton was on Rogan as well. That was their whole mm-hmm. episode as well was a conversation about uh, uh, various drugs and, and the uses and whatnot. Uh, I feel like it's interesting to note that in this time where we have an opioid crisis in America, and that's something we can't like ignore or just be like, hey, we're comics. We can't talk about this shit. Like, Really, there's an opioid crisis. People are taking prescription painkillers at an alarming rate. People are dying at an alarming rate. I mean, it spiked like from to like 13% like seven years ago to like 48 or 50% of deaths mm-hmm. last year were o- opioid related. So um, it's interesting to note that the things that come from the earth, a thing that comes from cow shit and a plant are are like in the heated battle of should they be legal? And I'm like, are they created on this planet? You have your answer. Like, I think the things that are being, and you know this, like the big pharma things, uh, they just need to be caca. Like, well, I mean, the the only issue with that, and, and you know, I totally agree with everything you're saying. The only issue is, I mean, if you're big pharma and you hear that argument, your response is, well, where does opioids come from? They come from a little gold plant called the poppy. Oh, I know so, the poppy seed. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, so I mean, if you talk to, you know, if you talk to big pharma, they're gonna make the argument. Well, 
you know, we're helping people. You're just trying to burn people out. And we're natural, too. We just have a little bit more involvement. And, you know, our political climate aside, um, you know, Alex and I talked about this pretty heavy on our episode. The FDA has approved psilocybin mushroom treatments as trials, uh, like in mass, like not just small segmented things. They're doing it a lot. Um, so that that gives me a lot of hope that, you know, in the next couple of years there won't be so much stigma. And as a person that suffers from, uh, you know, intermittently anymore, but anxiety and depression, I look forward to the day that I can actively heal myself and not kill myself at the same time. Right, absolutely. You know, in, in in reference to the opioid crisis, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think, uh, I want to say Oregon and Washington, maybe, are the first two states that this year on the ballot is the recreational um, allowance to, to do, or not recreational, medicinal, sorry. Um, they're going to try to pass medicinal psilocybin. Awesome. Because they've already been doing the studies you're speaking of in mass, mm-hmm. I think have been happening up in that area. So they've they've got proof in the pudding that it works. That people who were born with depression or people who were born um, maybe with slight bipolar, not full blown bipolar, because I think that can maybe go a little bit deeper than just you know the psilocybin thing. Uh, but they've been treating and, and helping people out quite a bit. You know whether it's taking them through micro dosing and getting them like to where they just every day are taking a little bit to just change their um, biochemistry or mm-hmm. doing like some people do and taking the massive uh, peace outside trip. You know what I'm saying? Right. Go meet Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me while I go meet the Sasquatch. <laughs> Let me get to that sass. I'm going to make that I baby pro- sass. I, I, promised I, I promised him I'd bring a 4x4 four four animal style. I'll be back in a couple hours. <laughs> it's an in and out reference for our West Coast fans. People on the people in the middle of the country just went a four by what? Did you just say you're gonna bring him some wood? Are you are you talking about my double wide? And I'm just like animal style. Just say Big Mac sauce, dude. Just say Big Mac sauce. Let's keep yeah, it real. But you gotta you gotta say animal style, man. I know, I know. It's it's a cultural thing. I would love for In and Out Burger to be here. Yeah. Damn it. I want In and Out. I want Shake Shack. I want what a burger and Popeyes and Jack in the Box. I'm going to pop your just, bubble just a tiny bit. Just a little just bit. Just all that good shit. Not a ton, just a little bit. Shake Shack, I've had it. There's a Shake Shack in Chicago. It's not that good. It's better than McDonald's. It, okay, God damn it! You got me there. It's way better than the D. Yeah, it's better than Steak and Shake. I, I, I think it that. is anyway. By the way, do you know what the fuck is up with Steak and Shake? Why the they, fuck is it, if it's after 10 o'clock at night, do you know it takes like two hours to get through a Steak and Shake drive through after 10 o'clock at night? Oh, well, at like 1.30 in the afternoon, it takes two hours to get in and out of the restaurant, so I think it's just all the time anymore. <laughs> it's weird, so you know, like obviously Walk Among Us, we tra- travel around and whatnot, and we were doing a show, and one night we tried to go get uh, Steak and Shake after a show, the first place... They're like, we went, this is, I swear to God, this truly happened. We went up to the window and they said, hi, thank you for choosing Steak and Shake. Uh, We're going to have to wait 10 minutes before we can take your order. Thank you. And then they just left. They told me. I would have drove away. 
I was, well, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be patient. I really want this fucking Frisco melt. Like, that's my life, you know? And mm-hmm. the girls were like, yeah, let's just be patient. 10 minutes turned into 20, 20 turned into 45 minutes. We hadn't got our order, and I fucking lost it. Yeah. I snapped. So we you went to another one. played their game, man. Oh, man, I, I don't understand it. It's like, how do you not know how to multitask in a business that has a drive through They probably had two people working. Yeah, you're right. It's late. What am I, I mean? They're not going to be fully staffed like a dinner service, and but they need to be fucking late night people working and shit, man. Right. I, mean, I lived that third's life. I know what it's like to be out late and be like, "What am I going to eat? McDonald's or fucking White Castle? Great. That's a lovely fucking choice." Well, and you know, spontaneity says sometimes you just got to have some steak and shake. Yeah. I need that. I need that Frisco melt with bacon. I mean, that's oh. what I need. Man, when I was a younger, a sixteen-year-old, and 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 shit, I would go to Steak and Shake and order that Frisco with two extra patties. Ooh! <laughs> just give me all that cholesterol. Thirty-two-year-old me just went. My heart. Oh. <laughs> oh fuck! My arteries. Like no wonder I got a bad ticker. It's all that fucking. I abused my shit when I was a kid because I love food. Like I, I'm not gonna pretend like it's like my favorite thing to do is eat. Like, like that's not just the munchies. That's like a, that's just who I am as a person. Right. So like when I worked at McDonald's when I was 14, uh, and we're, we'll talk about this later when we have another topic. But this is just a brief on this one thing about cholesterol. Every single day I was eating a triple cheeseburger, only cheese, extra cheese from McDonald's on my break every fucking day. So hopefully I don't stroke out at like 40. I'm just saying. I don't think you will. I think I think you've got enough medicinal herb in your bloodstream to, to carry you on. I am weed. That's what it would say <laughs> if I took a drug <laughs> Shit, man. I just look down and it's like, you are weed. Oh, fuck. What? How did that? How do they know? Oh, I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. Don't break a piece of me off, man. Keep it going. <laughs> Don't, All right, don't grind me up. Okay, so back to it. Do you want to talk about some comic bullshit now? Do we want to actually try to get into this fucking podcast? Yeah, I think I think the good one the good one to start out with um you know over the last month month and a half and pretty much every time you and I have had a really in-depth conversation um about things that really grind our gears we've been talking about James Gunn breaks and, my soul and I got the and and, and and you know I'm you and I are 100 for 100 on Disney needs to rehire James Gunn. We need to move forward and just let the guy make the movie that he wants to make or let his brother do it. You know, let's 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 meet in the middle ground. Um, you know, kind of let him be his brother's keeper and you know, it was a win when they decided to use his to keep his script. So I can't complain about that. But um well, you know, I mean, there no- no one knows how to speak through the Guardians better. Right. There is enough... Um, there are enough people, whether it's actors or directors, saying, this is wrong, we're a family, and, you know, let's make this right. So I think the middle ground would definitely be letting his brother do it. 
But I'm really happy to see, I was really happy to get the news that James Gunn was going to do Suicide Squad because I think I'm one of like eight people that enjoyed that movie. Um, I enjoyed I re- parts of it. I, I didn't hate the movie full blown, but it's not my favorite movie. I, th- I think I think it's comparable with the rest of DC's movies. I mean, let's just be honest. I, well said. Absolutely. Um, I mean, where do it, you love I, the Aquaman? I mean, it definitely it definitely had more comedy than you know, like Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman that were both extremely dry. In I'm my pretty opinion. sure a cardboard box could have more comedy than those two movies, yeah. though. But I so the reason the reason this is kind of grinding my gears. One of the reasons I liked Suicide Squad so much was Will Smith's Deadshot killed and, it. Absolutely and I, killed it. And I got the notification uh, a couple days ago. Um, I've got the article from Variety here that said Will Smith exits Suicide Squad sequel, even with the studio dating the next installment in the Suicide Squad franchise. Warner Brothers may already be losing one of the film's biggest stars. Not one of, let's just go ahead and say the film's biggest star, because he was the biggest contract on that project, I believe. Um, he, he definitely with made Margo, the movie. With well. Margot Robbie at a second, for sure. Absolutely. This says, uh, this is from Variety. Even though his return had not been made official, sources tell Variety that Will Smith, who played Deadshot in the original, is not expected to return for the studio's upcoming sequel. Sources say scheduling was the ultimate factor and that the decision was made on amicable terms between both sides with no hard feelings. Um, Though the studio has never confirmed who would be returning for the Suicide Squad 2, insiders say the studio has always wanted its biggest stars like Smith and Margot Robbie to return while figuring out other casting decisions along the way. The studio and reps for Will Smith could not be reached for comment. So... As aggravating as this is for me, I understand the whole scheduling conflict. That's just a part of the business. You can't make nine movies at the same time, especially when you're terrible CGI as a giant blue genie for Aladdin. Um, Sick burn. <clears throat> right now, they're talking about Suicide, Squ- Suicide Squad 2 starting filming this fall and being released in 2021. Um you know, I really want James Gunn to succeed on this project, but I'm almost expecting it to be canceled, just like all the other DC stuff that's been canceled the last three and a half months. Rumor I mean, I, is Flash is on the on the docket next to get the chop. They're rewriting I, the whole entire script. It's supposed to come out this year, by the way. I don't. I just. I don't. I understand what DC kind of DC's mo or track record has been with the comics. They go down a path that they're not entirely happy with, so they reboot. They do that over and over again and just keep hitting that reboot button, and they keep suffering, and they keep suffering. And then when it comes time for them to, I don't want to say try and take any of Marvel and Disney's market away from modern cinema, but to kind of share in some of the limelight, They do the same exact thing that they've been doing with the comics, and I don't understand it. They need to improve the writing. They need to get the right people cast for the right roles, which I think, barring a few people, they pretty much have nailed the people that they need for the roles that they have. They've just been too ambitious and 
and too quick to say, well, that was a waste of time. Let's start this over again. So not being a DC fanboy, but still wanting them to succeed is very frustrating for me because they have the talent. They have the ability to do it. They have the capital to do it with Warner Brothers standing behind them. I just don't understand why they won't ride the wave a little bit. Just let it happen. Well, and I'm going to ask you a question here because this might change your opinion on the Suicide Squad at least. With Will Smith leaving, there was actually one thing to report. Justin Kroll, who is the Variety writer that broke that story, added on Twitter, one item I forgot to add to the story is... Sources are saying executives are now deciding whether they will recast the role or replace Deadshot with a different character from the DC to join the team in the sequel. I really enjoy podcasts that are either interviewing other people or it's a conversation. Like, it's still really weird that, like... I wouldn't necessarily listen to the podcast I do, even though I enjoy the co- what I talk about. But I feel like if someone else was doing the same podcast that I'm doing, even though it's top based, I would probably tune in. But I might only tune in for specific topics that I'm interested in because, like I do on the show, the title is the topic that it's going to be. I don't do a fun title or a random title. I just the topic is what it is. Like the Academy Awards was last week. That was the episode. Title was the Academy Awards. That was my topic. That's what I talked about. But I like that. Like I think the Academy Awards episode got me the most ticks because people wanted to know about, more about the Academy Awards. They were just looking for any podcast that was talking about it and checking it out. That's how you kind of gain new followers, in my opinion, is because there's something that you're going to talk about that'll grab someone's attention as they're just searching different podcasts out or kind of scrolling through the feed, like. Because, like, I can go on my podcasting app, which I, like, CastBox, and I can search for whatever. Like, I'm going to do it as an example. I'll just pull it up right now. Let's see here. Even an option. Like, most podcasts I have a search box. Like, on mine, it has the hot podcast, and the top one is Joe Rogan, obviously. And there's True Crime, NPR, Ben Shapiro, Serial. Joe, I think there's the hot searches obituaries but I have no idea what that is history like everyone has a thing they're looking for and I can search let's say sports and you can search channels episodes and there's hundreds of podcasts and some are done by like looks like morning or afternoon radio shows that just have a podcast counterpart but everyone there's an access there's a way that everyone gets into this but past that haven't really been around that long like they I've been around, what, 15 years now? I actually have a little thing here. This was from International Podcast Day. So actually, podcast wasn't even a word until 2004. It was first mentioned by Ben Hammersley in a 2004 Guardian newspaper article in which he rattled off possible names for the booming new medium. The pod of podcasts is borrowed from Apple's iPod, obviously. And the cast portion is taken from radio's broadcast. As a matter of clarity, just because it's named after Apple's iPod does not necessarily mean that you have to own or use an iPod. Yeah. So, iPod plus broadcast equals podcast. Pretty straightforward. So, this is kind of more from the... that says, like, a podcast is sort of difficult to explain because there really isn't anything else like it. But rather many things that are kind of like it. So, it's, it's internet radio on demand. So... 
unlike your regular radio listener on the way to work, if you do listen to that, or if you listen to, like, Sirius XM Radio, which those things aren't... You can't pause it and come back to it. Those things are running. Sure, you probably can listen to a backlogger on weekends. They might play an episode from earlier that week, but... Like, I listen to a morning radio... Sh- if I'm not listening to a podcast or something on the way to work, I listen to a morning radio show that does music and there's people talking, but I, if I get out of the car and do something, come back to the car, I don't pick up where I left off like you can with a podcast. A podcast, I can start... Like, I listen to podcasts at work, I listen to audiobooks or whatever, but if I... Like, uh, like I watch... I listen to JIC on my way to work, listen to it, getting ready for work, in the car, once I got to work until I finished it. And then I moved on to my another podcast, and I watched some stuff on YouTube, and I, like it's just things you do to fill your time. And it, I can, like you, have, I have half finished podcasts on here of ones that I'm like I was in the process of watching. I did something else, I didn't come back to it. But the joy of podcasts is that you can download it, put it there, and come back to it later. And sometimes you listen to podcasts, like that's not something you really do with like a radio show. Like, oh, I really need to go back and listen to February seventh. Uh, morning radio show. I heard it was good content. Like you can't really go back and do that. But with a podcast, you might be like, "Oh, I really like that movie review podcast. I should go back and I'm just I'm gonna go see this movie that they were talking about. I should listen to that podcast again and see if there's if I catch something new about it." So yeah, that's the benefit that podcasts really have is they're on demand. You can there's millions of them. Literally, there's millions of networks, millions of shows. There's something for everyone. That's pretty much the thing. Like. I know some people are just in it for the true crime. I'm not a huge true crime person, so I don't really get into that. I get enough of that on TV at home, but if you want to watch true crime, there's sure thousands of them. If you want podcasts on like wedding planning, home improvement, hobbies, pet stuff, like there's really is a podcast for everyone. And it's because of the nature of it, like it doesn't need to be a super fine tuned, you don't need an expensive mixing board and microphone and soundproof room. You can literally podcast with your uh, laptop's microphone. Some people even podcast from their cell phone, or they'll do a live stream. They'll just—they don't. You don't need a fancy setup. I mean, it doesn't help it because you can eliminate background noise. You can make things better, but it's not 100% necessary. I mean, there's certain podcasts you can listen to that if you li- they've been going for long enough. You can hear their audio improve as the years have gone on. Like, I didn't start... like the, I know the microphone I use now isn't anything special, but it's better than the one I started with. I had, a like, a $12 one I got on eBay that made my voice sound a little weird, but now I have a, a Snowball, which isn't much better, but it gets the job done and sounds a lot better than my computer mic or anything else I would use, so I keep using it. If I ever... This thing becomes more than what it is, I might get, a like, a mixing board and an actual mic, like a Shure or something, but... In the meantime, if I'm still getting the doing the content I'm getting and I've heard no complaints, if you still enjoy the content, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. But yeah, everything's all about money and time. If you put money into it or time into it, you can make things better than they are. But the content's what matters. Like, I mean, I could have the fanciest setup, thousands and thousands of dollars. But if I just fart loudly into the camera every 30... Or into the microphone every 30 seconds, not many people are going to listen to it. I'm sure there's going to be at least, like, four people who'd be like, man, every fart's different. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't know. That That's kind of a weird, ranty way of doing this. I'm, this is going to be kind of more loose episode because I don't really have a structure. It's been one of those 
This week I got away from it. I thought, podcast, that's the thing to talk about. But and here's kind of some more they have when I kind of try and refocus myself. So, But what truly makes a podcast unique and what gives a podcast its casting ability is how it is able to immediately deliver itself to multiple podcast distribution points, such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Spotify, or podcatcher applications through a podcast of syndication known as RSS, which is real simple syndication. So listeners can easily subscribe to podcasts, most are free, like I said, by clicking on RSS icons or subscription button. The listeners then walk through how to add the podcast syndication feed to a podcasting application of their choosing. So when a podcast releases a new episode, subscribers are automatically notified without having to constantly check back with the podcast website to see if a new show has been produced. And with the podcasting software, episodes of their favorite podcasts can be automatically downloaded, all that having to lift a finger. So in this way, podcasts are like magazine subscriptions. The different aspect in casting is major to where podcasts can have a global audience reach as where tradition radio is a limitation of their broadcasting signal strength. So yeah. And like I said, podcasts can be just about anyone wanting to share and communicate with the world. Like, I remember it being really crazy. Like, the guys on Podcastrophy do... Obviously, they have the podcast, but their big thing is the live stream, which they do off through Facebook. And they get listeners, and then they break out the audio and they put that on the podcast on Thursday. So they live stream Tuesday, put it out on Thursday and having the live stream aspect gives them the chance to connect more with their audience because if someone likes their podcast, they can be like, Oh, next week I should listen on Tuesday. Maybe throw some questions out there. Maybe they'll respond to it. It it makes it feel more personal to yourself. And that's really neat. And they actually got some international audience. So they had a guy in London. They were really excited about their, I think it was on like, was a part of the podcast on, or the live stream on two different episodes. So that's really exciting and good for them. And like, it's really surprising considering it's like a nine hour difference in time. So like they're recording at like 5 PM and it's wee hours of the morning when that guy's listening in. So really kudos to them for reaching that audience. And that's just for some people who are just like, Oh, what's this? And then they just catch it. Like I haven't really done a live stream but i've only i've been on that live stream once but i haven't really done a live stream that i don't really listen to them but they're definitely neat and kind of interesting to be a part of but it's not the joy of podcasts like especially when your friends do them like i understand like everyone has a podcast and some of them aren't great or some are not your cup of tea but like that's the benefit of seeing your other people you work with make content because even if you don't like it you still appreciate what they're doing and you still wish them the best is what they're doing because if they are doing something, even if it's not something you particularly enjoy, they have an audience and they're growing and they're branching out and they're doing great things. So yeah, podcasting is great despite like what the intro kind of made it seem like. And sure, like there's, so to refocus myself, this is something I found kind of interesting. It just, I was just kind of looking at something else here and here's an article from the new yorker which i know is very stuffy and all of that but there's an article they have from late last year about how podcasts became a seductive and sometimes slippery mode of storytelling in our frantic age audio narratives offer a rare opportunity for slow immersion but this intimacy can become manipulative all right that's kind of interesting bold statement so in 1936, Walter Benjamin, the German philosopher and cultural critic, published an essay titled The Storyteller. The piece, ostensibly 
about the Russian writer Nikola Leskov offered its author an opportunity to analyze the meaning and function of storytelling. Long ago, Benjamin suggested stories offered listeners practical or moral counsel, much as fairy tales now did for children. They transmitted common wisdom framed by the personal experience of the storyteller, which was delivered in such a way that listeners could incorporate it into their lives. This kind of storytelling was falling victim to the forces of modernity. Modernity. That's a weird word to say. Benjamin argued, soldiers returning from the battlefields of the Great War, for example, were less likely than earlier combatants to speak of what they'd gone through, finding ordinary language incommensurate with the horrors of mechanical warfare. But the principal cause of storytelling's uh, decline was the new form of communication, information, or verifiable and topical news. The rise of electronic communication meant that news could instantly be transmitted around the globe. Although Benjamin noted that the, this mode of communication was not always more accurate than the forms that it had overtaken, its authority depends on the appearance, at least, of accuracy. No event any longer comes to us without already being shot through with explanation, Benjamin wrote. By now, almost nothing that happens benefits storytelling. 80-year-old, 80 80-odd years after Benjamin wrote about the decline of storytelling, we're living in a new golden age of it, in the form of the podcast, on-demand audio that a listener can download and play while commuting or exercising or, given the right equipment, showering. A recent study conducted by Edison Research found that nearly a quarter of Americans listen to a podcast at least once a month. Once a month, more like once a week. Uh, the most popular shows, such as The Daily, produced by The Times and featuring Michael Barbero, a former reporter as a winning, accessible interlocutor of his news-gathering colleagues, or the Joe Rogan experience, in which the bluff comedian interviews public figures about things like masculinity and technology are downloaded tens of millions of times each month. Some of the most acclaimed podcasts, such as Slate's Slow Burn, which is in its second season plumbed the painful history of President Bill Clinton's impeachment. I actually do have that podcast downloaded. The first one was on Watergate, and the second one's about Clinton. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. It's one of those ones that you can't really... Here we go, it's definitely a series um, that offer a provocative lens not just on the past, but also on current events. When the show's host, Leon Nifiak, interviews Juanita Broderick about her claim that in the 1970s she was sexually assaulted by Clinton, it makes for sobering listening in the era of Me Too. Beyond the top of the charts, there are half a million other podcasts available, fashioned for every conceivable interest or taste. If a person wants to know more about Walter Benjamin, she can listen to an episode of Thinking Aloud, a BBC Radio 4 show in which Laurie Taylor, a British sociologist, renders Benjamin's work in plain spoken English, or download the National Gallery of Arts podcast in which the Prince, excuse me, in which the Princeton art historian Hal Foster delivers a melon lecture about him, or find the Clock Tower podcast dedicated to preserving archival audio which offers recordings of several radio scripts for children that Benjamin wrote in the 1930s. Or search on an episode of Giving the Mic to the Wrong Person, a left-leaning podcast hosted by Jeremy Selman that features an off-the-cuff roundtable about Benjamin. He's one of the Frankfurt School guys, from what I understand, in the context of contemporary politics and culture. In the first years of podcasts a decade or so ago, technological limitations uh, militated against their widespread adoption. They had to be laboriously transferred from a computer to an MP3 player or an iPod. Podcasts were made by geeks for geeks. That changed in 2014 when Apple added a podcast app to their to the iPhone, making subscribing almost effortless. 
Even better, it was usually free. Red meat, we crave sustenance. Guys, we are not invading my aunt. So I put a documentary on after I watched Three Identical Strangers because it was like a, you may also like Mm -hmm. this. And I was like, okay, sure. So, Sarah, I think you went and played piano. You were like, I'm not having any part of this one. but Probably. uh, It was called Tickled. Mm -hmm. And it was about... yeah. Hold on, just hold on. Don't get (laughs) ooing. Let me set it all up before you start swaying the listener. So, Tickled. Be swayed, listener is about well okay <laughs> let me let me tell you that it's way deeper than what even this basic plot summary says what's it called tickled tickled and okay. it's about competitive tickling oh my god allegedly what? that's it what's that okay hold Do on tell. so hmm. in like the 2012 ish times or something i i they i'm pretty bad at the exact <laughs> time frame they uh there was like a thing that went out that said if you're a specific body type a specific age if you meet these certain requirements, you could get a $1,500 paid trip or like all expenses paid trip plus $1,500 spending cash once you're there to be a part of this competitive tickling competition. So a bunch of dudes all get in on Sounds it. Sounds like a human trafficking Hold on. Like right? scheme. Hold on because it's a but wait, there's more story. Oh, I like those. So And I, and <laughs> I, I want to watch I like it. Where so this is going, so I'm not going to I'm not going to give away too much but essentially this guy from New Zealand wants to just like learn about this league. So he inquires and they <laughs> like had sniffed there's him out. There's a league out. of ticklers? Hold on. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Thank you. So Uh, this New Zealander reaches out to them and they like respond to him with really anti-homosexual insults, like of the hardest severity. Like they just like trash him because he's a gay man. Mm. And he's like, whoa, this just makes me want to figure out what the fuck is going on even more. Like, let's go. And he goes down this path and there's this allegedly this like Jane Foster. That's not the name, but that's the one that comes to mind group. That's like putting on this alleged tickling competition. He interviews people who are part of it. He interviews people who do this as a fetish. And then like the mystery deepens. And there's like this like one dude who I'm not going to tell you the, the full details. But this, there's one specific. Tickling, huh? But there's one specific individual who's at the heart of it. And his real end game is because it's a it's a non-sexual turn on thing. He's been making like ass tons of money out of. It's crazy. It is the cr- I we definitely need to watch it. It's crazy, like Weird. conspiracy. What the fuck? Tickling, really? <laughs> like that's yeah. exactly what you're gonna say. Like what? The word is uncomfortable. Did you say Ew. tickling? Like one more time for the people in the back. Tickling. Yeah. What? Would you want to be in a like if we, if you were a professional athlete and you were taking this like competitive tickling thing super seriously? Would you want to be in a competition who with someone who's only doing it for like a sexual fetish purpose? Knowing that that's what they're getting out of it. Well, here's the thing: the people, I wouldn't want to. I'd be weird, like, man. the people who that's were weird, invo- man. the people who were involved in the league had no idea what the purpose was for, and then the people who are involved in the league. Oh no, tried here, to, I'm just here to tickle people. You're not even ready for this. The people who were involved <laughs> in the league that spoke professional, out, professional. The people in the league who spoke out were exploited, and those videos were put up and like used as like a slander campaign against these individuals who are up-and-coming actors or up-and-coming MMA fighters or things For of this tickling? nature. For tickling? 
Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Exactly. Okay, it's... I need to know what the hell you're talking about. I'm going to need to watch this documentary, and I'll report back to you. Okay, good. Let's That'll be... We'll get into that. I watched enough to know that I didn't want to watch the rest. <laughs> you left at the least best time, though, because like five minutes later, the real shoe dropped, and I was like, oh, shit. This is... But wait, there's it's more. It's tickling. What? It's fucking tickling. And it's also very uncomfortable in a lot of different moments because they show... don't want to watch grown people tickle. They do show yeah, people get tickled. Yeah, they like hold people oh, down. It, like they're tied down. They tie oh down. And it's all dudes and they like thought they, that there would be dudes and them, ladies. Basically. It's all men. Yeah. 100% men. Oh my God. And there will God. be like three I to can't four to... wait to watch this documentary. Three to five like, men <laughs> on top of another man. <laughs> I'll, I'll report back. But it's not it's not gay. <laughs> I'll report back. I mean, worry. I want it to be, but <laughs> they said it's not. <laughs> so well, I'll that's why back. you left way too early. Is, is all I'm saying. Because <gasps> there's, there's more. more. There was so much more. Like great, I can't wait. Well, I had a date. I needed. That was to the do tip things. of the feather, as it were. See what I'm saying? Tip of the feather. Tip of the feather. But I'm um, okay, killing it. Uh, killing it, Nate. <laughs> let's get out of. Uh, some movies for a minute. Let's get into a little bit of food talk here for just a brief second, you guys. I've tried cooking a new cuisine. Well, so why don't you guys grab me some sort of a beverage out of the fridge, something cold? Sure. Uh, I forgot to do that before the show, and I'm just realizing I'm parched. Uh, but anyways, I decided, you know, our favorite Thai restaurant closed down, and I was really quite disturbed and a little bit heartbroken that the exotic Thai in Highland closed down forever we've so we've talked about this a lot on this show we have talked about it a lot and yeah. grieved but you know what grieving turned into it was like a fucking superhero origin story is i i'm a dude okay anyways mm-hmm. uh bruce with dudes but uh to me i was like fuck it like i'm gonna try to cook this red curry that i used to get at exotic thai i'm gonna take the palate that i know what i tasted I'm going to take a couple of recipes that I see and think of the things that I would do to make that palette and then go from there. It fucking worked. When Nate was telling me this mm-hmm. story the other day about how oh. he made red curry, he's like, I'm about to change your life. Like, you're about to be so excited by this news. And he told me about he made Thai food. And I was like, this in no way affects me at all. I fucking hate curry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, what I, are you doing? But I told her to continue on. Before you dogpile and chastise me, Sarah, <laughs> I was just being mean. Uh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> the reason I said it would change your life is because I jumped into the realm of not being afraid to try new cuisine, which means I will attempt to cook pad Thai, pad CU. He did say that was next. Any, yeah, anything. I, want I don't the give a fuck. Sen. I want the pad CU. Done. I want some motherfucking crab rangoon, even though that's not technically Thai. I'm not cooking that. No. I don't want it. I mean, I guess I could cook it, but I don't know if I'd cook it. I think I can you make sh- it. I think you should be in charge of the crab right I can make it really, really good. Yeah. We just bought that cream cheese. We can get we some did. Like, crab meat. It's whipped. So let me break down this, yeah. uh, what I did with the Thai food real quick, because I do know mm. exactly how I made this. There's not like a Go for m- it. random mysteries thing. So obviously, you got to get the red curry paste. I used three tablespoons of red curry paste, one can of coconut milk, like the Thai essentials coconut milk. I just did like a dab of olive oil that just keeps it from sticking to the bottom and keeps it moving in the cooking process when you're simmering. Mm-hmm. Uh, once those things were added, I added some garlic, uh, actual pressed garlic, mm. sea salt, pepper, uh, garlic, 
uh, salt, you know, things of that nature, uh, the a little bit of nutmeg, and then I added onion, green pepper to the actual boil, so they cooked in with it, and then I sautéed chicken strips, cut them up, threw them in there, and let it sauté into that, and then put that over rice. Boom. You did it. Fucking home run. It was so good. Oh, and lime. I forgot that I also did a mm. big ass uh, whole lime spritzed all the way into the thing. Like, fully juiced that lime into nice. the thing. Yeah, it was good. You did it. And I didn't get sick the next morning, so I felt pretty all right. Like, I didn't die. <laughs> great. You did it. You know, so. I want homemade Thai food anytime. Okay. That sounds great. Well, let's get into it. I'm all about that life. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want that Thai life. You make delicious food this day. What did I make today? Steak tacos, girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did have those little street tacos today. Mm. Sarah and I were at the store the other day and found these amazing little tiny taco shells, like flour tortillas, Mm -hmm. uh, street taco-style flour tortillas, and Mm -hmm. they were really good. They're like the size of the palm of my hand. They're perfect. Yeah. I had two of them, and that was like perfectly enough food. Mm -hmm. So while you were rocking, making that steak and getting all that stuff prepared and the shells and everything, Mm -hmm. I went into make guacamole mode Mm -hmm. and then i was like you know what we have this food podcast and people sometimes need visual representation when they're hearing something i mean i'm like that i'd rather see it than hear it or you know you know whatever Mm -hmm. so i took photographs of the rundown of how to make the guacamole we're gonna put that in the description or something we'll find a way to utilize all that information but uh pretty easy avocados cut them get them peeled from their thing Throw them in a bowl, fucking mash them, cut your tomato, throw that in there, rustic, keep them chunky, take your onion, <laughs> slice them shits up little, throw them in. Don't use the whole thing. They only use like a third of it. You don't need too much onion. That's too much. Then you want a, a whole entire lime. Again, shh, lime that shit all in there, zesty. Whoop. And then what you want to do is salt. Shh, 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 a fuck ton of salt. Don't be afraid to use the salt. You know, whip it around with your spoon, and then you have amazing guacamole. Goes with chips, goes with your tacos. Mm-hmm. Home run. It would have gone really good on some toast as it well. It would, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Nate doesn't like that. No, we've discovered that Nate does not like avocado toast, and that no. is kind of my fault because I burnt it. <laughs> I fucked it up. Yeah. I'm not a fucking hipster is what it actually mm. is. Let's be real. Well, I made it before... And Sarah can attest to it because she ate it, that it was yeah. fucking perfect, delicious, and beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, just like uh, eggs in basket toast with avocado and some cheese and salt and pepper on top. Beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I did not have the right pan to cook it in when I made it for you. And uh, the steam didn't cook the egg because the lid, there's t- it, was, it was a big fucking disaster. So it burnt. And it sucked, and you didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And I ruined avocado toast for Nate. (laughs) You didn't ruin it for me. I just am not going to ever be a fan of avocado toast, first of all. (laughs) Except you did. I'm just going to say the same thing. First of all, I don't really like (laughs) eggs like that at all. They weren't supposed to be like that at all. The steam was supposed to cook them to a beautiful, hard, like, over medium style. They were pretty over medium for no, me. No, they I were sunny side up. Yeah. Oh, but then that's what happened. They were sunny side up because the lid was letting steam out because it wasn't even a fucking lid. I had to use a sheet pan because mm. I didn't have a big enough lid for this pan that I used because I'm dumb and didn't use the right pan. So it's all my fault. But anyway, so I flipped the egg and then it like turned it into that diner style egg <laughs> and it was not what we wanted. 
at all. This was yeah, just my the, bad. This was just the avocado toast situation. It happens. Yeah, it happens. My bad. <laughs> well, on to better things. What else did we mm. eat that was delicious? Anything? You guys had that cheese tray. Cheese. Ooh. More cheese. Sometimes you just got to spend a fuck ton of money on cheese. Are y'all telepathic, mm. by the way? Did you telepathically predict that she would want that cheese? Did that really happen? Is that a yep. story we can talk about? I don't know. <laughs> That's I only told you that because, you know... It's just crazy to it's me that that shit happens. It's weird. It really is. Kismet. Yes. Well, what all happened was is we were picking out cheeses, and yeah. I've been feeling like super. I made those steak tacos. I was cooking in mm-hmm. the kitchen, and I just felt like I wanted to watch Golden Girls or Jeopardy. Like, yeah. like have an old grandma's house day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I mean, we're at the grocery store looking at cheeses, and it's like, God damn, I really want that port wine cheese. And uh, I told Sarah, I was like, do you like port wine cheese? I totally want it with Ritz crackers. And she like looked at me and got all pale. And she's like, I was literally just thinking that I want that so bad, but you probably wouldn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> usually when I like things, she thinks it's yucky. But no, I was Not like, usually, but you know, like. Yeah. I just wanted to have port wine cheese today. And I did. And it was magnificent. Yeah, really? It was good. It was such good. a did weird like it? cheese. Yeah. It, it yeah. tastes, you know what it tastes like to me? It just tastes like easy cheese that's spreadable. Mm-hmm. Kind of. It's like fancy easy cheese. It's fancy easy yeah. cheese, yeah. I like yeah. it when it's like in a cheese ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just seems a little bit more creamier than... Like this kind seemed just a little bit more harder and artificial than yeah, like, I'm used if it to was that like a, stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. I liked it. That's what I wanted. That's why I bought it. Yeah, it's the best one. We never buy it though because it's like, you know five dollars for like a small tub of it a small it's like jar. what you get when you do the fucking fundraiser for kids schools when they're selling the cheese and the sausages i love that <gasps> stuff that just reminded me last fall the neighbor kids uh were doing their fundraiser and i bought like twenty dollars <gasps> worth of cookie and dough and they never gave it, it to those mother and i paid them in cash those little shitheads i'm gonna tell their mom mm. you should do it totally <laughs> coming for you little shitheads but you'll do it in a clever way where you'll be like excuse me miss patty wackle i don't know why that's her name <laughs> well i've never met that this neighbor awkward. so i'm gonna be like you know those kids that you were taking <clears throat> around the neighborhood to you know sell cookie dough they never gave me my fucking cookie dough right oh that's i thought you were ask. gonna be like i was just curious when that cookie dough was supposed to come in i've just been waiting and i feel like it's been forever yeah but I don't know them, so I'm going to be like, where's my fucking cookie dough? Fair point. <laughs> right. I gave you my money. I had to work two hours to earn that money. Right. For your cookie dough. Down. Give them the shit. That's down. two hours of my time. I will never get back for my fucking cookie dough. Where right. is it? You got the buckets. We never got the buckets. Yeah. I ordered the good stuff, man, with the M&Ms and everything. Oh. Bitches. Man. Coming for you, neighbor. I was looking forward to eating that. I know. Like, I was super stoked about it. Straight out of the bucket, too. Whatever. Yeah, speaking about I'm serious cookies we need to talk hold about on we're cookies, not there yet right? because the cheese tray you guys forgot like you didn't just oh. get the port wine cheese what the fuck you also got that garlic oh, shit yeah what did we do with that garlic shit the garlic stuff was spreadable brie with herbs oh my i didn't know yeah really that's what that was yeah it was so good we're gonna we're fuck gonna, the sodomites in the Oh, my God. 
But a lot of the reason I'm not getting, I'm not ranting is because I'm tired. Nate's in the Nate's in the comments like, get into it, come on, man. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so basically, the way we did it, it was just, it was gonna be such a huge line, and Miranda and I know just usually by the time that we get through the line and we actually go inside 450 North's uh, uh, pub, uh, it's just packed. It's just absolutely packed. So Mr. Uh, Nick Maxson of Brews with Dudes and Dungeons with Dudes and Doom Room and Weed Bee and all that fun stuff, uh, him and Brett Maxwell ventured down as well, and they were already there. And uh, they, so we made a deal with them. We're like, hey, so Brett, Brett wasn't purchasing anything. They were just splitting. So they were just in line together, but they were just splitting. So I was like, here, Brett, here's my card. Here's the beers I want. We will get us. We will get a table and order whatever you want. I will order you whatever you want. You just get my beer and we'll have the shit ready for you. So Miranda and I, we went inside and we sat down for about two hours because <laughs> that line went slow. People were cutting. I guess I'm going to get into it a little bit. So it was inside the banquet hall, and there's not enough room for, like, a legitimate line. Like, it just wraps around, wraps around, and people got there late and ended up cutting. Not Maybe they didn't even know they were cutting, but they just did. So people that got there late ended up – some people ended up getting their beer first that they sh- definitely shouldn't have. They were just not in line. They're, the lines merged and unmerged, and people cut, and, not, and it, was just, it was just a giant mess. Um, so they ended up cutting allotments at some point. I don't know. But yeah, so it, it ended up taking a lot longer, and it was it was, it was just a mess, completely disorganized. Luckily, I think uh, they said that that's the last time they do the banquet hall, or at least for this season. Uh, but yeah, so we had some pizza, drank some beer, chatted a little bit with Mister Maxson and Maxwell, and then we headed home. The nice almost two-hour drive home, picked the kids up from school, came home. I can't remember what else I did that night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I legitimately can't remember what else I did that night. Uh, wow, what did I do that night? That's crazy. Um, I know Miranda had to work in the morning, so she went to bed early. And I'm I'm still pouring this beer, just trying to get as much into this glass as I can so I can actually start drinking it. But it just, it's just crazy carbonated or fermented or something. I don't know what's going on, but... Fuck it. I'm just going to start drinking it. Like, it still tastes really good. It still tastes excellent. Anyway, so I watched the kids the next day until she got off work. I think she got off work at, like, noon or something like that. She had to be there at 4. Yeah. And then that night, we went and saw How to Train Your, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Or How to Train Your Dragon 3, however you want to put it. Um excellent movie i'm not gonna go into like a full review or full spoiler review because i'd like to actually sit and talk with somebody about that uh that's uh, that's seen it maybe tyler or matt's seen it um i don't know or, or maybe i can have miranda on some time and she can talk to me about it i know she's watching <laughs> um yeah how to train your dragon 3 excellent movie i i love those movies i love the how to train your dragon movies uh this is the first time i've seen seen these movies with people <laughs> i i typically watch these movies alone maybe i think i think i went and saw the second one with somebody i can't remember who but 
excuse me, uh, but the first one I watched by myself, and I, I've watched the second one by myself several times. I just love those movies. They're they're good movies. They have great cast with great voice acting. The animation's great. Toothless is hilarious. Uh, I I wish I could own. I, I wish I had a dragon like Toothless. Toothless is fucking hilarious, and he's a badass. Toothless is a badass dragon. And uh, so yeah, that that's great, great movie. I can't recommend How to Train Your Dragon enough. Uh, apparently, it's leading the box office two weekends in a row. That's awesome. Good kudos to uh, DreamWorks, and kudos to How to Train Your Dragon. I love those movies. Uh, Sunday, we chilled out. Uh, I went and worked out a little bit, which I don't really get to work out a lot, very much anymore. I need to utilize my home gym more, but there's a lot of stuff I can't do here that I can do at my gym, uh, such as cables and really, uh, really heavy stuff. Not bragging or nothing. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I worked out a little bit, and then we went and hung out uh, at Miranda's family. We, we hung out with her mom and dad and our brother and visited for a while, and that was just a good time. We had a, we had a really good time. Moving forward. So Monday, I come and face the music and go back to work. Still really shorthanded, um, but, and I, I ended up having to be online for a little bit and, um, until, I think, second half of the day when we had some second shifters come in. Um, but Monday night, uh, Miranda and I, after work, ventured down to Indianapolis, and we got to check out a show. The show was for a band called Rivers of Nile. I've heard of them. I've, I've listened to them a little bit. Uh, they're doing, a, they're, they're doing a, a full set of their brand new album. I can't remember what it's called at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so... A little while ago, uh, Mr. Maxson informed me that his band Weedby would be opening up for Rivers and Nile. Uh, originally, the show was supposed to be at the Emerson, and then it got moved to the other property that the Emerson is moving to called the Citadel. And then, for whatever reason, they moved. I think it was because the, the place wasn't ready yet, and it was too cold uh, in, the, in the venue, so they moved it back. They moved it back to the Emerson, which really bummed me out because i hate the emerson it's such a trashy fucking place the acoustics inside are just complete garbage the outside uh it's in a really shady part of town and there's just no parking anywhere so it it, i just i hate i hate going to the emerson yet they get really awesome bands like this friday they have all their remains playing there and i i really wish i could go uh one i'm not i'm not making another that'd be my third trip to indy in a week i'm not doing that again i work saturday morning so yeah not doing that and uh yeah yeah (laughs) so we'd be played second after a band that I don't know what the deal was. I can't remember what they were called. I don't, I don't know what they were called. They never said their name. I thought they sounded all right, but I, I couldn't tell if it was the acoustics of the venue. I couldn't tell if maybe they just weren't that great. 
I liked what I heard. There's there's something there. But I couldn't tell if they were just maybe maybe because the acoustics were so bad that they couldn't hear each other and that's why some things sounded off. Maybe maybe the the Emerson's sound guy really sucked and wasn't giving them the sound that they needed. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but in my head I played I played a game of would Nick Maxson book this band? And uh, I, I'm I'm split. It's split decision. Maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I am curious to hear what they would sound like in uh, like a normal venue that had like good acoustics and a decent sound guy. But I digress. So we'd be played. And let me tell you, they put on such a great show. And there's just. There's no describing what they are right now. Like they're they're proggy, they're death metal-y, they're black and metal. They're they're all over the place, but despite being all over the place, they are completely in sync with each other. They are a very incredibly tight band and it, it just blows my mind to see how far they've come and I I've been there since the beginning. I've been there since the beginning of the band when it was the only the only member I know now and that was there was Nick. Had had a different drummer, had different different guitarist and no bassist. <laughs> Two different guitarists and no no bass. Now they have and they, and it's the band's gone through so many different iterations and um, this one's definitely I think got the most talent. No no offense to the previous members, but this uh, it, it's there's just no denying it. I mean, Tony on bass, he's Tony Davis on bass is just out of this world. Kyle Pedigo Tex, as we call him, he is this out of this world guitar player. He, he, I don't get it. And of course, Corey, awesome guitar player. He's always been a fantastic guitar player. He can shred like no other. He knows theory like crazy. And he's just awesome. Um, and you got Dana, Dana on, uh, the drums and, he he's such a badass drummer like he plays it like you know and you 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 watch him he's fun to watch because he gets into it and he plays the dynamics of the songs so well like he plays to the dynamics of the songs and he plays like it's just ah just all it, it all meshes together so well and then of course you got nick who is he's come a long way as a vocalist i think uh him and i we I've, I've always kind of looked all right i used to look at him as like a vocal rival because him and i were uh both pretty pretty beginnery we were very green when we'd be started like i had just lost my band and i just started getting good in my band and then we called it quits and then we be came out uh, so i followed him and you know i i was i was always like kind of seeing what he was doing and seeing what i could do better if, or if i could help him out if he he could help me out, you know. It's it's it was like a it was a cool rivalry. I don't know if Nick ever knew that or not, but uh, that's how I saw it. Uh, it's not it's not it's not like that anymore. But Nick has come a huge leaps and bounds from where he was, and kudos to him because he really put on a hell of a show last night. Like I, I made a Facebook post earlier, and I I think out of all the bands there last night, even even like the the touring bands. Uh, even Rivers and Nile, which I liked. I'll get to them in a second, but I think out of every band there, we'd be killed it the most. They they fucking kicked the most ass. Uh, and as I said in my post earlier, 
they were fucking rock stars up there. Like, there's no denying it. They're, if they go somewhere, they are going to go somewhere. They're rock stars. Like, that, they, they, they got it. They got what it takes, I think. So here's, here's the weed be and making it big because I can't wait for this new album to drop. I can't wait to jam it relentlessly as I have the last full-length album, which is vastly different musically than this one. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. So Rivers and Nile went on at like around 10 o'clock, maybe a little after 10 o'clock. It was late. And I was ready to get the fuck out of there. Miranda was too. She'd been up since three. In the, she'd been up since two in the morning. I'd been up since four. And uh, it was just, we were both done. So we stuck around. We stuck around for, I think, two songs, two or three songs of Rivers and Isle. I dug what I heard. Um, I really want to try them out more. I want, I want to listen to a little more, but uh, I was ready to go. So, uh, on my way out, I said goodbye to Brett and Chris Kerrigan. I, I didn't really say goodbye to Nick because he was he, he'd had a few drinks, and you know I, I'm a, I'm a person that some people I just like to give the good old Irish goodbye and not say goodbye. Uh, I think I think the Irish goodbye is really underutilized, and it's some people prefer that. Some people prefer the Irish goodbye, which is you just. If you're at a party, you just leave the party. You don't say goodbye to anybody. You just leave. Uh, that way, you're you're not leaving on bad terms with anybody. You're not you're not wondering. You're not sitting there like, ah, I need to leave, but this is going on. <laughs> like, I need to leave, but I'm still stuck in this conversation, or I want to keep this conversation going, but I need to leave, or or you're you're about to leave, and then another something else happens, and it keeps you there for a while. Like, you just leave, and yeah. So I just I just left. <laughs> I guess I guess Miranda tried to get Nick's attention and say goodbye, and I was already turned around and leaving. <laughs> so now I feel like an asshole, but it is what it is. Sorry, Nick. Uh, yeah. So headed home. That was a rough drive home too, because I was I was desperately fighting to stay awake. Uh, and then today, of course today. Oh man. Five fifteen came way too fast and i should not i should have woke up earlier than 5 15 because then i rushed to get to work uh, shut up miranda no i don't not always i like to i like to do irish goodbyes she's saying i say goodbye to i go around and i say goodbye to everybody and i do sometimes This music's not some stock ass like dick rock from the internet. <laughs> yeah, it, we it, found, it actually is very lame. We found a royalty free uh, metal album on Spotify. We just Whoa. took a track and it's free to use, free to play. So it's like, okay, we'll just use this. It was lame. Yeah, I love it. I, I do love it too. But <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up? So today we're talking to uh, our bassist, Jack. Hey, Jack. What up? He's here to join us in talking about... Uh, we, we decided for the theme of this uh, segment is going to be 
like guilty pleasures, like stuff that we know is really bad or embarrassing, but we still love it and listen to it a ton anyway. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but personally speaking, I have a ton of that. But, Me too. Well, it's a guilty pleasure in the sense that like, I shouldn't be listening to it. But most right. of the stuff I'm not all that embarrassed about. Like, like just to kick off the list, Seven Dust is one of my ultimates. I, so many people hate Seven Dust, and but I've seen Seven Dust live three times now, and they're amazing every time. And I've I've just I've loved them since day one. I don't think I've even heard of them. Never heard of Seven Dust. Yeah, I'm sure they. You're got making a, sound a, a, like, like you've never heard of Seven Dust. Like well, I get, I bet you, ninety five percent of the earth has not heard of Seven Dust. Were they not as big as I always thought they were? No, you were just really into new metal, but Seven Dust was never like a big band. I just thought it, it always a big seemed new metal like, band, but I, like, when, when, I guess when the world was into new metal, you know, in the late '90s, early 2000s, sure, I, I thought Seven Dust was kind of a household name, but I guess I guess when not, the uh, world was into new metal, it was like Corn, Limp Bizkit, that's it, yeah. But like Godsmack, I'm also very uneducated on music. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like they're on the same tier as Godsmack though, and that's everybody right. knows Godsmack. Right? Everyone knows Godsmack because of like Army Reserve commercials. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> I'm not the one who so far. Um, I love that song. But yeah, like, so that's that's my very first uh, and probably biggest guilty pleasure is I I love Seven Dust. My biggest one. I, and I I'm not trying to like blow my load early and give you the big one, but that's like that's the first one that pops to mind when I, I think won't of start with pleasures. the big one, but I'll start with one that. I do like a lot, but I'm very guilty about it. I just have to pick which one because I have so fucking many. Jack, what do you listen to that you're either embarrassed to listen to, or you, like you don't you don't tell people that you listen mm. to it? I mean, you're telling people right now, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, probably uh, all those um, Boyce Avenue covers. I get into those. I fucking hate the what? The Boyce Avenue covers. It's like this guy. They do, they do acoustic songs and uh, basically their own rendition of like pop songs, all sorts of different. Big songs. YouTube thing. Oh, it's yeah. a YouTube thing. Okay, yeah, they're huge. Is, fuck it, on YouTube. is it anything like uh, what's it? Postmodern jukebox. I don't know what that is. Postmodern jukebox is this band that like it's a YouTube band. They they take songs like pop songs, okay, uh, like you know top forty kind of stuff, and they rewrite it in like this old like. 30s jazz kind of. Oh, you know what I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, really cool, though. It's, it's it is it's it's cool. This I don't... guy just takes pop songs and makes them into a different kind of pop song. Okay. Yeah, like just slows them down and it's and like it's it's saps called what? Them up a little bit. Well, they're actually a, a band. Voice Avenue is a band. I'm not into them. What's but, the f- what um, word are you are you saying? Voice. 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 E l y c e. I think. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not like a word. It's. Or, I mean, it's, it's probably the like fuck a street was that? somewhere. I don't, some the shit. dog's tail is hitting the table. Oh, but it hit it. It was like this. Yeah, nice. well, <laughs> she hit the, the the metal rails on the table are hollow. So when rails. she hit it, it's kind of like, rails. <laughs> <laughs> and boys, I, I'm going to have to look into it. I've never even heard of yeah, that before. Probably my biggest I think one. you're either going to eat it the fuck up and love it, or you're going to hate it. Yeah. I. Or some combination Hate of it. no, there's no. I don't think there's a middle ground. Cause I can't fucking stand it, man. Somebody tried to sell me on along. Well, I guess it's not even along that same avenue. But somebody tried to sell me on this uh, puddles pity party. Have you heard of this? That oh, clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's like America's America's Got Talent kind yeah. of thing. And he just it's all he does. Is he dresses up like a clown and he sings like these mopey, sad versions of pop songs. He yeah. did a 
a My Chem song, and it's kind of tight, on, actually. I think he was on that Jukebox channel, too. Oh, yeah? yeah I think he did a song with them. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. I could easily see that happening. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But somebody, yeah, this guy at work was trying to get me to listen to it. I, I was like, dude, what's, there's no, I don't, I don't get the point of that. I don't, that's not, that doesn't do it for me. But is, is that anything like this Boyce Avenue? No. No. Okay. It's like, so I'm, I'm completely getting the wrong interpretation of this Boyce Avenue. I'll have to check it out after we're done recording. Or maybe I'll see if I can look it up right now. Cool. <laughs> but, well, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if it's copyrighted, so I don't know. If it's I a cover. Play. That's true, but they might have their cover. They probably like, do. Like they, they, yeah, I mean, they're they per- tons of money. They're pretty big on YouTube, like for sure. Like, is it only YouTube, or do, is it? Do they have like an album out or anything? Well, the actual band, I think, a long time ago did. Okay, I don't know if they're still write music or not. I mean, they're really great musicians, for sure. They're all really talented. <coughs> I just I don't like what they fucking do at all. Boyce Avenue. Oh, they have. 300, oh no, I'm sorry, 11 million subscribers. Right, like that's a fucking so, lot. Yeah, they're, they're doing okay. <laughs> they're doing all right. <laughs> Let's see, what's what's a good one? What's a good one to listen to? Um, I like the, uh, what's her name? Bay Miller. Any of the ones that she's in. Because basically he grabs like a young artist or sometimes a popular artist, but usually like a young and up and coming artist. And they do like a duet ninety nine percent of the time. Okay, that's that's kind of cool. So yeah, anyone, any of them with Bay Miller, she's got some pipes. I don't even know who that is. Should I know who that is? No. no. Okay. Boyce Avenue Bay. How do you, how do you, she spell her B-A-E. name? B A E. Oh, I see her. I see her. Bay, like what? Like Bay. A young kid calls their <laughs> right. girlfriend. Pretty much. The. I'm gonna try to keep this down and, and like out of the recording so we don't get busted for this. I don't think anybody's gonna. I don't think that. we will. But like that harmony shit they do is tight. But yeah, I I'm a sucker for vocal harmonies. Yeah, well, that that's, was, that's that what was gets me. You know <laughs> what I mean? They do uh, they do tons of harmonies and shit. I don't know who this girl is, but I like her voice. Mm-hmm. What is she from? Is she just a solo artist yeah. or something? I think she's like, I want to say she's she's either over the pond or up in Canada, I think. Guilty. <laughs> I, this isn't bad. This is It's not, not quite my thing, but I... I don't hate it for I sure. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, Larry's sitting there bored. No, just, like, no there's been him. times like we'd be at Jack's house and you just keep him going and going and going. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I won't, I'm gonna fucking leave. Like, yeah, I'd never heard of that I didn't before. Have you tied down to the chair or nothing? <laughs> no. He, yep. That's the whole thing. What, how, you got one? I have so many. Well, get it, get it rolling. In uh, sync. In sync. Oh yeah. Ah, is that a guilty pleasure though? Because that's like, they're one of the biggest recording artists of all time, probably. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're, they're for kids and. Oh, uh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, I guess if you had said Justin Timberlake, I wouldn't be shocked or surprised or anything. No, I'm talking Insync. I think Insync. I like Insync more than I like any solo Justin Timberlake stuff. Damn. I, I don't know. Justin Timberlake Dude, is was the shit. Fucking fire. Their Christmas album, the acapella version of Oh Holy Night. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. It's amazing. Their their whole Christmas album is really good. Everything they did was incredible. I saw them live one time when I was. 
10? Yeah, 11? I saw him when I was pretty young. Too. It was fucking I never, insane. I never it saw was him. so incredible. My sister got birthday tickets or something like that. And like the, I got to go along. Like the most crazy, intense dancing while singing this impeccable five part harmony at the same time. Do you think they were really singing it? Fuck at yeah, because sometimes they, they would dancing. go off occasionally. Like that shit was real. They can stage that stuff too, you know. It's not yeah, that not hard. in like the nineties. They can do that shit now. They could have yeah, done that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely could have. No, they did it. Okay, I, I, I'm not gonna say it's impossible that they did it, but I'm just saying it's. But they had so many incredible songs on every album. I I, I get that. I get that. I'm not. I'm not mad at that answer. Mm-hmm. I don't That's know if one. it is as much anymore, but when I was younger, like high school shit, my guilty pleasure then was uh, I could I could rock out to some Nickelback. That's the uh, kind of guilty pleasure yeah. that, like, when you're on a podcast talking about your guilty pleasures, you keep it in. <laughs> you know what, though? No, <laughs> Nickelback. point of this podcast. Yeah, you're, right, you're right. You're right. That's a Nickelback, bad one. No, but Nickelback's first album, when you were in high school, Nickelback's yeah. first album, if, if there was going to be any good Nickelback, that was it. Then. I'm the weirdo who doesn't like any Nickelback. That I'm not first, saying it's. Listen to that yeah. first album again. No, for real. And me and Andrew always. It's, it's not fantastic, always, but it's not bad. Yeah. Me and Andrew would always. We were like, dude, if these guys screamed. Then they'd be fucking huge exactly, right and that's what I always thought. And, and they he they so got we'd signed just scream to over it. <laughs> their their first album, their first album was on Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. So when they came out, I was expecting them to like get heavier and heavier. But I think the I think they just saw the opportunity of hey, right. people are liking this. Right, let's keep doing this yeah, instead. I, for me, that's what I got. They worse were like, worse. But. they get shit on constantly. Yeah, yeah by, they were one of the every, biggest bands in the like, world by everybody, but they're still. Huge. So huge, yeah, yeah. And, and like, who was into it's them? Such a fifty-fifty. Uh, everybody that, that drinks Monster Energy drinks and right. drives a big truck. No, no offense, Jack. <laughs> a big truck, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, you don't do Monster. I I could see you being an energy drink guy, not in a douchey way. I just you seem like you like. Is there not douchey way. I don't even like like. Uh, I'm not a big soda guy to be honest. So okay. I'll. I mean, I'll I'll slam a Red Bull when I'm fucking tired, but that's about it. I like it's the only like a daily thing all the drinks day. we ordered last night had Red Bull in them pretty Cause much because I, I was absolutely <laughs> dead last night. Uh, that was fun though. I went from tired to drunk, and that was well, about yeah, it. Nickelback. <laughs> Nickelback, I think, gets shit on way more than they deserve to be. They're not, they're not a good band. I don't think they are. But but you can't deny that they can write like radio hits. Sure, it's, sure. it's happened a dozen times already, yeah. and and they're some of the biggest radio hits that have come out in the last fifteen years. Right. Okay, but but I don't enjoy it. (laughs) It's like the same Um, the same people that listen to like Five Finger Death Punch and stuff are that's Nickelback's crowd. That's military. Yeah, yeah, a lot of military, (laughs) a lot of a lot of people that like wear military stuff, even though they were never in the military. A lot of those. Those guys who were like the the tight black T-shirt with the cursive that says like I love my wife with like the affliction print. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's the worst. Ed Hardy. It's like okay, yeah, I I love that you love your wife. You gonna put it on a T-shirt? Like that's weird. Airbrush T-shirts. I think I got a photo of Sammy bought me one of those shirts. It's not oh, the, no. It's not the script like that. But uh, some that's that's tight though. Or it's, like, <laughs> it's yeah. I think it's like I heart my awesome wife or some shit. I'm gonna get an I love my wife. T-shirt. I feel like every wife wants to get their husband that shirt. Right. It's just depending on whether well, or not the husband wears it. Right. <laughs> And this is and like, this, if you don't this, wear it, you don't fucking love me. Yeah, like, God, Christ. This is also, also after she got me a cool story, babe. Now make me a sandwich T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that degrading ass. 
Oh, yeah. you bought it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as she bought it. I didn't wear it. My, my next guilty pleasure, this is one that's not going to surprise Larry at all. Coal Chamber. I, uh, I think your guilty pleasure is not shitty new metal. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Actually, those are my only two new metal that I got okay. on my list right now. Okay. Coal Chamber. Coal Chamber. Uh, their first two albums only. I, I, anything after that, I, I really lost touch with them. But I still will rock out. To, there's, they have this song called, uh, I, I think it's called I. And it was on their first album, I think self-titled album. Am I getting any of this right? I might, I might not have had any of these facts right. Oh, but, there really is a t-shirt with the I love my awesome wife on it, and you are wearing it in the picture. <laughs> oh, and recently, too, because you got the beard. Well, yeah, but he didn't got no hair in that. That's true. That's true. Jack has very that's long a, hair. That's not... That, for, of all these cheesy, like, wife t-shirts, terrible. that's not that's not a bad one. And it, it's, like, a bright blue, too, so it's not, like, a douchey color, like, trying to look cool. It's It's... It's ironic on purpose. It's more of a gag than yeah. anything. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's ironic. Well, those guys who get them to like make it look like an Armani Exchange shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's too much. And that's that's fucking asinine. <laughs> but yeah, Cole Chamber, uh, their first two albums, I still love. Like we when we go on road trips, me and Ashley will. Uh, that's like something that I'll throw on is just a Cole Chamber album, and I'll just fucking I'll be banging on the steering wheel the whole way. It's, yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, one of my more recent ones is uh, Sleeping with Sirens. I can poker. fucking relate to that. I no. I don't know if the I other know one? Long haired Mexican guys in it. Pierce the veil. Pierce the veil. I'm a, that's a big guilty pleasure of mine for oh, sure. So uh, so when when it's like screamo. It's like yeah. the the scenester music for the high school kids, but like the scenester music for the high school kids today. No. Yeah. Okay. Like it's targeted for scenester high school kids and being. A thirty-one-year-old grown-ass man, right? Being into Pierce the Veil, something I don't say a lot. I, I, well, here's here's the forum for. I it. like Pierce the Veil quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Me and Andrew were talking about that at Burger King the other day. Uh, we were in the parking lot, and he goes, "Here, I'm gonna put this on. Tell me if you like it." Because he seemed kind of like, oh, I don't want anyone it's to know. Kind of his guilty pleasure. And uh, too, he I guess. put it on, and I'm like, "Dude, this Pierce the Veil." He goes, "Oh." You like Pierce Veil? Like, <laughs> yeah. He goes, okay, cool. Like, and we, we sat in the shit. parking lot of Pierce Veil for like 15 minutes. That's funny. It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, juicy. Great. We just got down on some tacos. Absolutely. Give ourselves a little, uh, little. Filling. Before the extra fillings. Yes, we're definitely going to be filling ourselves up with some very tasty brews today. Um, we've got... Uh, the majority of the beers are from Texas. Oh, yeah. Where uh, Chris just visited. Um, and then we've also got a Firestone Walker that snuck in here, so we're probably going to enjoy him, too. Um, Chris, you want to you wanna grab the first beer for us? Absolutely. What do we got there? It is a uh, St. Arnold as the brewery, pleasantly tart raspberry AF. AF. Raspberry, raspberry as fuck. fuck is what we're assuming. <laughs> yes, that's what I think it means. Raspberry AF. That still sounds funny, but uh, this I one's mean, relatively light. Like... fruit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, the lovely sound of a good pour. Thank you, friend. This is red. It's got a nice color. From all angles. All right. Absolutely. 
Cheers. Let's see what we got here. Ooh. 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 It is uh, pleasantly tart. That is uh, tart AF. Ooh, that touched all every part of my mouth. Ooh-wee. It's very good, though. It doesn't leave a horrible taste in your mouth, really. No, not at all. It doesn't leave a, it doesn't leave a bad taste at all. Ooh, my goodness. Very, very tart. Texas's oldest craft brewery, apparently. Berliner Weiss with raspberries. Hmm. It's definitely an interesting one. <clears throat> low percentage to what three point something? Yeah, when uh, when we put it in the old untapped, it uh, it didn't come up very high. So we'll just kind of we'll, kind of plow our way through this. I'm sure. Kind of hard to just take big old swigs though with all that. All the uh, okay, never mind, never mind. Chris, just do one hit and finish it. Man, it's like the. Uh... Ooh. When you're a kid and you take a bite of a lemon, mm-hmm. that's what that's what that was, right there. Yep, yep. Oh my goodness! Still incredibly tart, even after the fourth or fifth drink. Yeah, definitely held it all the way through. So, Ooh, bravo! Yeah, as fuck. Good job to y'all. All right, probably need to give uh, these a rinse after that. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Uh, thank you for listening. This is uh, I'm not exactly sure which episode this is. It's somewhere in the seventies. Uh, we're working our way to the big one zero zero. We got some fun things planned for that. Um, we got a lot of fun things planned in general. We're very busy folks. We got uh, let's see. This weekend's gonna be kind of quiet, which will be nice for once. Uh, we've got several shows coming up in March, though. Um, we're also going to start working on some new uh, tap takeovers. That's going to be exciting. Um, we got a St. Patty's party. That's going to be a big, fun time. That show's going to have uh, bands, burlesque, and comedy. It's going to be wild. What? Deborah Norfleet, welcome. Welcome to the fracas. Chris, welcome back. So, let's uh, let's not waste no more time jumping right into the next one here. Alright. We'd like to do the honors. Um, Make sure you cock it back first. I'll even crack it open with it. And then shoot it when you're done. Oh, shit. Goodness. Goodness. Got excited. Why you don't hand me guns? Sorry. Um, Do it after you pull it? Or? No, pull it no. all. Let me, let me get you set up. Let me yeah. get you set up. Hey, get that set up. Now pop go. it. Then right. shoot it. Alright. You're fine. Yeah. And just try yeah. to shoot the camera. Ooh, nice shot. Ooh. Nice shot. The military taught me something. Something. <laughs> All right, why don't you give this guy a pour and tell us, yeah. tell us what we're getting into. All right, it's another one from St. Arnold. It is a Santo. It's a handcrafted beer. It's only 4.9%. Ooh, another, and, uh, another easy boy. My opinion, it, it tastes like a regular beer. Like a regular beer. Nothing too wild. Not like a liquefied warhead like that last one. 
got a dark brown color. Yummy, yummy. And it's been crammed. Oh, the cup has been crammed full of Santo. Yep. That what it goes by? Santo, Santo. However you want to say what it is. I guess, yeah. Just an ale? Just a good old ale. All right. Well, without further ado. Cheers. Mm. Yummy. It's not terrible. It's uh, caramely. Yummy. This, this is a swigging beer. It is. You can take a big old, big old nice, bite of that. Nice and smooth. Very smooth. Not very, not heavy. Mm-mm. Got that caramel taste. I'm trying to figure out the smell. Hmm. Can't quite figure it out. It is tasty though. I'm enjoying it. Right. And which brewery is this from? Is this also this from St. Arnold? Yeah, it's also from St. Arnold. And the next two are the the different guys. So tell us a little bit about uh, did you did you visit any of the places or did you just pick them up at, I, at liquor stores? Um, I just picked up uh, the St. Arnold's and the Kerbosh uh, at the liquor store. But uh, the Veer, I believe is how you say it, from Klaus. I actually went to that brewery. Real nice place. Real laid back. Got a nice day. Uh, let a guy with a taco truck park out front, sell tacos out the patio. Nice. And they have their beer there. Um, it's all like German German brew. Hmm. Um, but I, I tried a couple while I was down there, and I mean, they're pretty good. I did not have a chance to try this, so... This will be a first timer. It's a big boy too. Yeah, it is a big boy. We might not, um, we might not fill our cups with it. Maybe not. Because we got another big old boy right after that in the Firestone Walker twenty-two year anniversary yes. ale. Is that what it is? Yes. Super the fancy. Twenty-two Firestone anniversary ale. Yeah. Came across it and had to happen. They they take themselves very seriously. Uh, Parson Walker just started distributing in Indiana uh, about a year ago, within the year I believe. Um, they're from California, I think. Might be wrong. I think that's it though. Um, yeah. I can get that vibe. Yeah, it's uh, they're classic. They make really really good stuff. <clears throat> Mm-mm. Oh man, I had a smiley face. Oh, oh there he is. Mine has a little. Smiley. Is it mine? I got a little weird face too. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever taken the time to notice designs in my beer film. I don't think I ever have either. <laughs> I just kind of look down. It's like, well, son of a bitch, look at that. The beer is happy to have us drink it. Just smiling right back at you. Like That's you, so you nice enjoy beer. me too. Thank you, beer. I'm glad you enjoy going down my throat. <laughs> mm. Hello, Joey. Welcome. Thank you guys for joining us on Facebook Live. We appreciate you. Oh, yeah. We're contemplating going on a beer adventure this weekend. Yes. Um, not terribly sure where to. Um, 
There's so many different options. I've been wanting to get to Pax Verum uh, on Indy's north side. Oh, there's a place in that. southern Indiana called Maiden's Brewery, and it looks hmm. very Iron Maiden themed. So, that could be interesting. Kind of want to go there too. You said that one was in southern Indiana? I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. I'm not terribly sure, but I could look it up. Since we're sitting here with technology right at our fingertips. Dun, dun, dun. Let's see, shall we? Where is Maiden's Brewery? Evansville. That's a drive, I think. Evansville. Oh, man. You know what that would go perfectly with, though? What? A March 11th trip. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is exactly on the way. You're yes. damn right. Oh, man. On Monday, March 11th, when we travel southward to see Between the Buried and Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. What do we have here? It's a show to not miss. I am very excited for it. Absolutely. It's been a couple years since I've gone and seen them, so I'm excited to go. It has been a minute since I've seen them. Uh, it was last year, but I'm not terribly sure when. Well, mine was uh, two or three years ago. Last show, we, we were all out at the uh, Egyptian room down there. Uh, and I brought Chris with me. Yeah. Chris Scott. Yep, I believe that was the one where... It was just two bands. Atlas Moth. Atlas Moth. And we, we missed Atlas Moth. Right. They weren't bad. They weren't bad. They were pretty good. Yeah, they they played... I saw them in Chicago sometime last year. Uh, and they were very, very awesome. So <clears throat> Glad I caught them. I think we're ready for the next one. Uh, Alright. What do we got? Chocolate, uh, chocolate Stout? Yes, it is. Kerbosh Brewing Company's Chocolate Stout. And, uh... Was it 5.5%? So, mm. not too bad. Yummy. Oh, gotta love that sound. That's a good sound. Chocolate stout is nasty. Oh no. Oh. Do you mean this one in particular or just in general, Joey? Explain yourself, Joseph. We're going to find out for ourselves if this one is or not. I'm going in with with, with optimism. It's got that uh, Willy Wonka design on the front. I just don't like it. So you have had this specific one. From Carbach. We will, we will see if we agree with Mr. Joey Hickman after this sip. Oh, yeah. Did it do? Uh, that is interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, it tastes like a malt, like a malt shake. Yeah. Definitely, uh, more on the heavy. I don't know. Not even quite heavy though. It's definitely dark. Yeah. It's got it a dark, dark, dark chocolate taste. Hmm. Interesting. Kind of hmm. makes me want a bowl of ice cream. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, 
It's a dinner drink. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree with you too, Chris. It would also go good with some ice cream. Right. That wouldn't be too bad. Chocolate stout floats. Mmm. We could do it. That would be interesting. They do it up at, uh, what's it called? The Pint? Over right by campus? I think I've gone to the Pint. It's expensive. Is it? But it's got a lot of good beer, and they do milkshakes. They do beer milkshakes. Uh, it's expensive. That's probably why I haven't gone. Oh, <laughs> and the shakes are stupid expensive. Oh, I bet. It's way, way too much. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Right. But it sounds like it must be worth the uh, the visit. Oh, yeah. We should definitely go sometime. They do lots of uh, takeovers. Yeah. Where they just have a bunch of, like, I think we went to one for three Floyds. We just had a bunch of good three Floyds stuff. Oh, hell yeah. And cool glasses, like if you ordered a certain drink, you got the glass and got to take it home with you. They yeah. had a really cool zombie desk glass. Oh, hell yeah. That's what's up. Pretty neat. Pretty, pretty all right. I I am enjoying this, I think. I think after a couple sips, I think I think I do like it. I'm gonna, I don't know if I could drink a whole lot of it. Yeah. I could probably drink a whole can to myself, but you know what? I don't know if I'd be slinging these back. Thinking about it now with what Joey said it's a dinner drink. Oh yeah. Nice big fat juicy burger. Oh yeah. This? Absolutely. Perfect. Join us in a new podcasting adventure where we will journey far and wide to worlds, planets, territories, dungeons. I'm Nick. I'm Dave. And this is Dungeons with Dudes. Previously on Dungeons and Dudes. Dungeons with dudes? With. With dudes. With. Sorry, it's one of those things my children like. <laughs> Dungeons with dudes. Death house. Perfect. So basically, this small adventuring group containing Veranus, Veranus, Veranus? Veranus. Veranus, Corin, Garta, Ag, and Twice Orphaned. Uthal, Twice Orphaned. Uthal, Twice Orphaned, Thulagia. We're arrived at this little tavern called the Crooked Crow. Uh, some things led to another. We may or may not have been accused of getting obscenely drunk, fighting a bunch of patrons, and completely destroying the bar. But we set off to make it right with the bartender by going to a place called the Galloping Horse in Daggerford, looking for. Forgot that was a terrible name. <laughs> it was great. Looking for, uh, looking for a man uh, to be able to get reasonable accommodation to fix the bar. Uh, Partly on our way, uh, as we camped out for the night, we were attacked by the Bandit King, who showed to be absolutely no trouble whatsoever as we... And not a king. And definitely not a king. Not he he had king. jack shit on him. <laughs> he was a Gesture. king in his own mind. Twice orphaned beat him with his own minion's head. Literally his well, head. It was the arrow <laughs> from the halfling that killed him. <laughs> Let's also point out but that you our, uh, you discombobulated him with our, the skull. Our dwarf monk ran through another human being. Ran Literally. through another human being. It was a very obscene, uh, Mortal mutilating style. Mortal Kombat style fight. It was a massacre. <laughs> you could say it. Pretty well, yes, yes. And after the massacre, uh, the party was enveloped in this mysterious fog, and when it dissipated, we wound up on this road, a gravel road leading into the small town. And as we got in there, we are talking to a couple of children uh, who say that there's a monster in their house that was hiding in the basement and their brother Walter is still in there and 
This is where we come back in. The kids were kept in the attic to keep. Yeah, the kids were kept in the attic because family values are a good thing in this town. (laughs) CBS is now coming. They're like halfway here. And CBS is coming for a show that will be on CBS. (laughs) And now we return. Thank you. All right, so you guys are in this town that you do not know the name of yet. And you are talking to these two children. There's one little boy, he's still got his teddy bear, and he's kind of like calming down, but he's still still upset. What's your, what's your name? Can you tell me your name? Are you talking to the little boy? Yes, little one. Tell us your name. Them. Most of the girls since she's been doing the talking. The, the girls. Well, I, I'm Rose. This is my brother, Thorn. Your names are Rose and Thorn. Well, my I'm sorry, is... please repeat that. Every <laughs> rose has its thorn. Hold on. Hold on. Thank God. Well, his name is actually Thornbolt, but we call him Thorn. Okay, that's okay. a little more reasonable. <laughs> All right, so... Thornbolt. Telling a kid how reasonable is there? Is there anybody <laughs> else... your parents ever loved you? Is there anybody else in this town... Is there anybody else you can go to for help? Some relatives? Family <laughs> friends? Some safe place you guys can hide out for a little while? No. Well, shit. So you were just hoping for some strangers to walk by and take care of you. <laughs> I don't think they really... Oh, it's five o'clock. Better go cry <laughs> in the street. <laughs> <laughs> awful. So, You've done right, good okay. so far on your own. They, Keep it up. They are also twice orphaned. <laughs> so, um, all right. There's nobody else in this town. There's a monster in your basement and you live in the attic. Am I missing anything yet? <laughs> are, there, are there any other monsters you may know of? What? I'm gonna ask her. Are there any other monsters you know of? And then while I'm doing that, I want to like kind of look of around down the streets and see if monsters there's anything lurking around. Monsters are everywhere. What would you, what do the monsters look like? Do you know? I don't know. I just hear them. You just hear them. Do you know what they sound like? <laughs> Terrifying. Terrifying. It's probably reasonable. Okay. All right. So there's terrible howls. 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 All right. All right. Is this, so there's other there's other buildings and shit, right? Oh. Yeah. Um. Are they all boarded up? The, uh, this house isn't boarded up, but it's a little rough or rare. But the other ones that are on inside of it is uh, they're they're all boarded up. They're all definitely right. boarded up. Um, can I like perception check down the street and see if there's any like other houses um, or anything down the road that we might be able to shelter them in? Uh, go ahead and make perception. All right. Well, it's a. It's probably nothing. I think it's as you're looking around, it, it, you 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 kind you kind of look down the other street as you're kind of looking to see if there's any of the houses or whatnot. Uh, that same fog starts to like envelop and roll, and so you can't quite see. It's not, right. not as thick as what what it was. Prepare yourselves. Like yeah. no We're moving again. Does the uh, fog seem like it's moving of its own accord? Make a perception. I can do that. I don't like this. Standing around. Not very perceptive. Now, uh, that is a nine perception. Uh, ten. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen plus whatever your... I got an eighteen on perception. What's, what's, what's your... It's just he doesn't have any wisdom. I don't... I was eighteen. So you guys are quite... Sh- not quite sure. You, you're, you're looking... This fog... Does it seem natural? Like, it seems like some sort of... Like, either, like, 
magical fog or something is controlling it, but it is the way it rolls into houses and like obscures and you kind of notice that you're trying to look somewhere else. It kind of like obscures that vision that you're in. This fog is not natural. All right, guys, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. I want to punch the fog. I would hold off on that. I all right. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna leave it to you. But These just saying, I want to make it. You. I want to make right. it known. I want to punch the fog. I have no problem with you punching the fog. <laughs> I want to go check out the house, like this dilapidated house, where just kind of get a better look at like. Is there a win- is there a win- we said the windows are boarded up, right? Not in this one, but it's all dark. You can't see inside. Okay. And uh, like an- there's like a there's a gate that's open, and then there's like a like a like a portico, like a porch. Mm-hmm. In there, and uh, it's one of those like it's like a row house, so it's not very gotcha. long, but it's tall. tall. Mm-hmm. What's the gate look like? Is it like an iron fence, or yeah, is it it's, like it's kind of rusty? Okay, oh, it's a rusty aluminum fence. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it's Wait, that the monster is that is <laughs> physically and chemically impossible. <laughs> All right, children, here's what's gonna you're going to stay out here. And just stay away from the monster. We're, we'll take care of the monster. Hey, children, I thought you were talking to us. <laughs> that too. <laughs> we're going to go in and we're going to take care of the monster, okay? Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Save Walter. We'll look for Walter. Wait a minute. Yeah, they talked about Walter before. We're looking for Walter, right? Yeah. Yes. No, 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 no. We're, we're looking like for... brother. No, yeah. Walter was the name of the... Wasn't Walter the name of the guy? Wasn't no. It? no. It was uh, Edward. Yeah, out of character. That guy's Edward. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Make sure you write that down. I'm writing it down right now, yeah. But, uh, alright, I say we go into the house and investigate this whole monster. Come on, gang! Let's split up! Let's not yeah, actually cool. split up, but, like, let's... funny for the joke. Me and Corn will go this way for a corn snack. <laughs> for a corn snack? For a corn snack? <laughs> you stay away from me. <laughs> Stay away. It's away. like a Scooby snack. We're gonna get all fucked up and have a good time. But oh. <laughs> I point out this is a guy that ate a tooth earlier. <laughs> so that's why I'm a little scared when he's referring to a, a snack as a corn snack. When I go, uh, when I, I go I into the take, kitchen, I want to take point into the door since I'm the heavily, most heavily armored. I want to take the point. What are you wearing? I'm wearing the same armor as you, so I got a higher. Wait, are you going? Uh, oh, okay. Yours yeah. So how are we 19. approaching this house? All right. Are you going to the going in balls deep? The gate nope. is it's unlocked. I don't know. <laughs> so it's walking, leaning back, hanging open a little so. bit. Yeah, but, but it, it's it creaks. It's not been oiled for probably a long. <sighs> Could you long do it time. any more louder? Six or seven days. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> is it Tim Allen? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Who is that? <laughs> the guy from Tool Time or Home, Home Improvement? Room? Uh, Whatever. So time with Tim Allen? Like Santa Claus has a really bad coke addiction. You're fine. It's fine. <laughs> Nose beers. So let's keep going. <laughs> so okay. So um, Varanus is leading the way. Um, Garda will. Garda will be right behind Varanus. Not the. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. I'll be trailing behind Garda. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll be taking I'll take up, up the rear. rear flank. Yeah. Twice orphan to take up. Take up the rear. As always. All right. Corn, keep up? that bow ready. You guys, uh, so up I'm kind of like blocking the doors. I come in. You guys enter to the portico. Okay. Uh, it is. Um, there's oil lamps that are hanging from like chains, and there's a set of oaken doors that open to like a grand foyer. As you walk, you walk. I'm gonna. Yeah, and who's the I'm last a, person? He's. I'm in first. He's last. Uh, make me a perception. As you like, oh, as you guys walk into this house, you're 
I don't see shit. <laughs> you see a whole lot of nothing. Can I use? I wish I used my last perception on that. Can I use uh, words word of radiance to uh, light those oil lanterns? Sure. <laughs> they are now lit. On fire as well. No. Everything, wonderful. yeah, the entire house is on fire. Like, a giant fire white attack? beam shot <laughs> down from the sky. We got the monster. And, this, <laughs> and a fall rolls in and covers the lamps. <laughs> the child screws. Walter! <laughs> He's, it's fine. Where's my brother? He's Out like, of character. Just, I bet Walter is the beast. There's a, there's a very good chance of that. All right. As you guys walk in, there is a, a main hall. Yeah, I'm kind of like blocking, yeah, the, blocking with the shield as I walk in. Mmm, Pop-Tarts. What flavor? Blueberry. Mm. Snack time. I like blueberry. I'm eating Cherry is my favorite. I'm eating at the table with a very loud foil thing. <laughs> I can hear it in the headphones well. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> now I want cereal. Your chewing is very soft, though. I can't hear the chewing. Oh, I can hear that crunch. <laughs> As you guys... Uh... Are you sure? <laughs> Thank you. As you guys walk in... Um... Everyone's enjoying their pop tarts. As they, <laughs> walk. <laughs> they walk into the death house. <laughs> Guys, mom brought pop tarts. <laughs> There's a white hall. Stage mom. There's a white hall that runs the width of the house with a black marble fireplace at one end and a sweeping red marble staircase at the other. Mounted on the wall above the fireplace is a longsword with a windmill cameo painted, worked into the hilt. I'm going to go and try to grab it off the wall. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, up, 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 up. One moment here. So, how far away is this sword? It's towards the end of the, like, end of the hall. So okay. Exactly. And that's above the fireplace? Like yeah, above the sword. And as you guys get in there, you notice that it's... Uh, there's a lot of cobwebs in this house. It looks like someone hasn't lived in this house. Like, in, in a while? A really long time. Guys, I'm not getting a good feeling about this one. These kids said that they're there's a mon- they're hidden in the attic, but this place looks decimated. Can I? Am I in close? The basement was the monster. <clears throat> am I close enough to the door to like turn around and like, at, like yell at the children like, hey, why does it look like no one lives here? So you, the door is not quite. You didn't quite close the door. You didn't close. So you can make me a perception as Let's you. See if they're still there. What is that? Six. <laughs> That'd be a ten. That's not too bad. So as you you look in there, as you look out, uh, the door starts to close, and you see the children like disappear. Oh, that's fun. I would. Can I make a strength roll to hold the door open? The door is already closed. Like you see it, like that. And you like see the children disappear. Like, wow! Enough, can't open the door again. Long day, guys. I would like to inspect the. Uh, <laughs> I showed everyone. Um. The children just disappeared, and the door is closed. And I'm assuming... Is it locked? Yeah, it does not open. It does not open. <clears throat> so it doesn't open. God, got duped. I'm not happy. I'm not a happy person right now. by some kids. Oh, God. And I get down into the fetal position, and I just start going, Oh, God. Oh, God, we're trapped here. We're going to die. Act fine, God, and let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And I look, and I'm looking at you just disgusted. Yeah, like just so disgraced, like pitiful little like, creature. I'm ready to leave the group now because I'm so disgusted with your cowardly actions. I'm interested. I collect myself. I get back up. Right. I'm like, all right. I'm just gonna punch stuff. I want to inspect. This I'm gonna punch that fog so hard in the face. 
It's going to happen. All right, Mr. Dave. All right, so as you 